So it's it's 2021. I was, you know, I was like, okay, what what am I gonna do to kick off the the first podcast of the year? I was thinking maybe have some people on to do a recap of 2020, which we may do. But why talk about the terrible year that was 2020 when we can talk about the amazing future of Star Wars Squadrons esports now? Welcome, 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 welcome to Uplink. So. On this episode of the podcast, I've got some lovely gentlemen from the gaming stadium. What is your tagline? It's um, Canada's first esports stadium. Yeah, Canada's first dedicated esports stadium. Dedicated esports stadium. So we've got friend of the podcast and member of Uplink Squadron, Steve. Steve, um, and would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is uh, Spiro. I am the CEO of uh, TGS Esports, the owners and operators of the gaming stadium. Excellent. And today we're talking about the huge announcement that as we're recording today, we uh, got word of and have all the details for. So let's jump right into it. What What's going on here? Star Wars Squadrons Esports? More? Oh my gosh, I'm so pumped. <laughs> right? It's um, it's very exciting. It, it's been a long time coming with the community support, with those who have really paved the way to get us here, uh, especially if you look at all the community events leading up to this, like Creator Clash, Operation Ace, really drawing attention to the competitive scene for Squadrons, and then with the support of EA and Motive to create custom lobbies to kind of give us the tools to be successful in the space. So... That's really what brought us to where we are now with the official launch of Cal Rising Cup. So we're here. It's here. It's finally here. Star Wars Esports is here, baby. So 2021 <laughs> off to a good start. The future is now. I am so pumped. So what what have you guys' experience been? You've, you've obviously been in the esports scene for quite some time. You guys are cemented in that area. What, are, what have been your reactions around the community that's been brought up around Star Wars Squadrons and Star Wars Squadron esports? Well, first and foremost, it's been um, phenomenal. And I think we, we had an idea going in um, to this announcement that uh, the community was going to support it. Uh, obviously, the game is is super popular, uh, as Steve mentioned. You know they've added some features fairly recently uh, that legitimize it a bit more um, as an esport. You know, in terms of custom matchmaking and, and spectating, uh, which which make broadcasting um, you know much much easier. So we knew that there was a dedicated uh, community out there, and uh, partnering with with the groups that we've partnered with, you know, uh, Aces Five um, and by proxy the the Crimson Wings, you know, they're embedded. Uh, they announced the Cabrician Cup actually originally back in the fall, uh, hoping to put on an event in December that wasn't able to come to fruition. Um, so they've been embedded in these communities for a while, and we had a bit of an idea as to what to expect. But I think we can all agree, um, you know, what's happened today and the response that we've seen so far is definitely exceeded our expectations. You know that that goes for the Discord server, and it's been insane trying to keep up with it today. Um, it goes with the activity on on social media. You know there are are developers and producers of the game that are sharing this message and really excited uh, to see their game being brought you know to this uh, to this light. And then um, of course just uh, in in the registration. I mean there are 64 spots available. The press release went out um, a few hours ago and 20 spots have already been filled up. So the community is showing that this is something they want. Uh, but I think Steve would agree. We've 
probably um, exceeded our expectations, uh, which were high already so far today. Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. It's just to see... I was already expecting a community to come together like this because I, the Star Wars gaming community is so close-knit. It's a giant family, really, especially on the competitive side. Because like back in the Battlefront 2 days, everyone knew everyone. Yeah. And... <laughs> They still do. Everyone still knows everyone. And like just seeing how excited these creators are in those in those groups about this, like, uh, has just filled me with joy. Like, I can't really explain how happy I am right now fully, but it's just like I get chills and I'm just like, it's happening. Like the communities asked for this, it's happening, and it's just exciting. So uh just even seeing the reactions like Spiro said on Twitter, like to see how engaged everyone is, how everyone's just thrilled, they're pumped, they're amped, it's it's, it's huge. So yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. It's such a fantastic thing to see. I am a huge fan of the budding esports scene in Star Wars Squadrons. I think I've been a part of all three that we've had so far with Operation Ace. Uh, I was part of the Bomb Squadron. I was in the Creator Clash and then uh, Sammy kicked me out so he could have me as the uh, sport, <laughs> the shoutcaster. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny, actually. He put up just... a great fight and <laughs> completely destroyed us because he knew. <laughs> and then mo- most recently with the uh, Operation Ace Open, friend of the podcast, Boomstick, put on a great production there. It was and... incredible. That really uh, set the tone for the space. Definitely. And I love how positive the community has been around this i mean for so long we've not had an esports with star wars stuff like that's just it hasn't been a thing and here we are we all of the great people over at legions operation ace you guys with the calrissian cup now like we have so much there's so much growth and you guys are setting the bar even further to have that continuation so could you guys tell me a little bit about how this is going to be operating and uh, a little bit about how it will be run yeah sure so um in terms of the operations uh, we're partnering with with the folks at aces 5 um, and and uh, we mentioned before crimson wings uh, to put the event on There's, there are a lot of moving parts um, you know even just leading up to the announcement today getting the discord server ready getting the announcements ready for social media, getting the battle fight registration page up and running. Um, but basically, um, you know, I'll, I'll go super high level. Um, we are going to be putting on events on a monthly basis uh, starting this month and going through until October. Uh, each of those events will have its own prize pool and will have its own series points available. Um, in October we will have a top 12 uh, annual championship. And basically, um, there are two ways to qualify. Number one is uh, we have four major tournaments within um, the January to September events. If you win one of those four, you automatically get a spot in the championship. And then the other eight spots will be made up of the teams with the highest point ranking. So basically... Play in everyone, get as many points as you can, and you'll qualify for the championship. The championship itself um, has a $5,000 prize pool. The entire series um, has a $15,000 prize pool. So a lot of money up for grabs over the course of the next eight months. Um, each tournament is going to be two days. Uh, Steve can probably dive into a little bit of you know the, the Swiss versus um, Elim brackets that, that will define the tournament a bit. Um, but to be honest... 
the big reason we're able to do this format and make it a multi-month format and put the prize pool behind it that we're putting is because of the changes in the game that mm-hmm. allowed for it to be more esports friendly. If those changes aren't implemented, it's a very difficult proposition to put on an event in this style. Um, so because there is custom matchmaking and because there is spectator mode from a production perspective, it allows us to um, you know amplify uh, the tournament. Yeah, and uh, going to the format there, this is where we had a lot of discussion points because we want to make sure we did this right by the fans and right by the, the, the competitors because one of the big things right off the bat is there's some people that fly incredible as Imperial and there's some people that are just insane as uh, New Republic. So how do you make that fair? So the first day of the event for all events, um, we're doing uh, just a Swiss round, which basically means the first game you play goes uh, random. So that could be either Imperial or New Republic, depending what you pick. And then you go and you just rotate through the matches there. Uh, and then the top 12 teams on the first day will move to day two for the, obviously, the placements. So it's, it's going to be very fun to watch. Definitely. I am looking forward to it so much. Like, like you guys were saying, the implementation of the sport of the game was there. And they stepped up and they brought what everyone was wanting. I mean, uh, right, right when... Right when Squadrons was announced, Boomstick was like, you know what? This this has potential for esports. And it's there. Like 5v5, boom, that's good. You have a super detail-oriented flight, basically simulator game, combat. And you have now have the support with private uh, matches with so much customization and new spectator mode. Like the, all of these things came together. And I'm really happy with the support. I hope it continues, but we are now in a place where we can have these events, and it's so great to see. Yeah, like I, I, I obviously couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, first and foremost, like Steve and I, and Steve more so than I, like we're just big Star Wars nerds. Um, I actually have a two and a half year old son, and he's like, I got him some books, and he's in love with like BB-8 to the point where anytime you know Star Wars is on TV, so you know over the holidays there's always like marathons. Um, so we were watching. You know, Clone Wars was on, and then it kind of went through the series, and it got towards the newer ones. Um, and he was just in love with 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 BB-8 and and just like the lightsabers and the lights and the flashes. So it was cool to be able to share that experience with him at such a young age. But to now take that love that Steve and I have, you know, um, for this franchise, um, and to be able to do something on the gaming side with it, like, is is huge. Um, up until today, like my my favorite um you know star wars slash video game or gaming experience has definitely been if anyone's been able to experience um they have a star wars 4d um experience at uh there's one in las vegas um in toronto uh there is a um there's the experience at um the rec room the arcade um basically uh you go in it's it's total virtual reality and you're an undercover um, operative dressed as a stormtrooper and you have a gun and you've got to go through and you fight these battles and Vader comes um, but it becomes 4D because like all of a sudden there's uh, smells and senses mm. um, that they push into the room uh, it's an amazing experience and that up until today has been like for me the best uh, but now that we've made this announcement today you know for Steve and I we've been geeking out we, we started these conversations I want to say three weeks ago Steve something like that um yeah, and so. from that day like so um 
yeah, from that day, Steve and I have basically been like geeking out about the possibilities with this um, and what it would mean to the community and how we're able to play a part in it. So like, you know, we're we're excited both on the professional level, but more importantly on the personal level. And I think the community is really going to see that when we put these events on, that this isn't just about a company putting on an esports event. Like we care about this franchise. We care about Star Wars. Like Steve is like an expert when it comes to the lore. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so so for us, this is it. it truly is a passion project as well yeah and, and to speak to that just like to more or less echo what you're saying like star wars has been such a significant part of my life since i was little it's like one of the only movies my mom would let us watch because she viewed it as non-violent which is kind of ironic but i've seen <laughs> and then like if you were following my adventures last year during quarantine i was watching revenge of the sith every day until i was like i've seen this movie 200 times in a row i need to stop so uh i'm a big star wars guy and just to give back to the community that that just means so much to me it's just it it, it just it's great you know like I, I can't really describe other than it's just fantastic to be able to do this and serve the community with this of like we're doing this to help like support the community this is going to be so sick like i'm just excited because i love ships i love the lore around them i love the worlds around them so like this is just so exciting for me Definitely. And like something that's so great about the Star Wars community is that what, what you guys are, are saying right there. It's that strength and love and want for community. The availability that Star Wars Squadrons brings for that, for all of us to come together and merge all of our, our passions outside of it. Like esports and Star Wars. You Before Squadrons, you were like, what? How's that going to work? That That's not possible. Um and now it's a reality, and I think that's so great. Um, we started this podcast as the Battlefront podcast uh, before Battlefront 2015 came out, and we've been rocking and rolling since then. Uh, our first episode came out 25, uh, November 9th, 2015, and the people that were there from the beginning, a lot of them are still rocking and rolling in the community and are positive voices. Obviously, you're going to have the negative Nancys, but for the most part, I think with the Star Wars gaming world, we can bring together some really positive events and have some fun. Like, we all love Star Wars. We all love gaming. Let's let's bring them together and have some fun. Yeah, yeah the, the only thing I could think of is like either speed running like shadows of the empire or like <laughs> or having like like 1v1s on on um jedi on, academy uh, no on like racer on mm -hmm. episode one racer for n64 <laughs> right like it's like there's not really a whole lot um that that you could really do so um you know we i think the big thing here is um traditionally um, with sports games, EA has been um, a little bit reluctant for whatever reason, and I don't know mm -hmm. the reason, to add um, esports implementation to the titles. Um, I think my, part of it probably has to do with the fact that it's on console for the most part, as opposed to PC. Um, but a lot of the credit has to go to their development team for realizing that there's a huge opportunity here to engage the community long term by adding features that would allow for a more robust esports experience. Um, so that first and foremost is like the the big thing but um in terms of like you know competitive esports you're right like if they didn't add those um those features 
uh, we would still be struggling. Uh, you know, the things that have come before us, like the events that you guys played in, obviously were run phenomenally well, but they're still limited in how mm-hmm. you can participate and produce. And so for us as an esports company, like the production element is just as important as um, the actual tournament experience itself. And so uh, this, you know, allows us to accomplish both of those goals without having um, having it be too difficult. Definitely. And it's so awesome to me to see on they announced the they announced the game and they're like, yeah, we aren't going to do any more uh, updates on this. And then the esports scene rose up. They're like, oh, my gosh, did you see that? We have to do this. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's fantastic to see. And when we launched, we rebranded into Uplink in the first of October. And that was, I think. Up until private matches, we mentioned private matches and hoping that they would come to the game every episode until they came out. <laughs> it was uh, private matches and tie defender with B-Wing was the, yes. the big ask. And we got it all, so I mean, we're spoiled right now. <laughs> 100%. This episode of Uplink Podcast is brought to you by It's Not a Tiny House Podcast, a podcast all about alternative living and making it happen. Definitely go give them a listen. Link will be in the description of this episode. You can find it wherever you find podcasts. You guys are obviously steeped in the esports world. What are some of the things that you're bringing over from your past experience in this area of gaming into something like the Calrissian Cup? You know, we've been running esports events. Um, so as a company... TGS has been around since since 2018. Uh, so we've been running events as a company for, you know, coming up on three years now. Uh, our team, however, is made up of people, you know, we have 14 staff members. Our team is made up of people who have been putting on events in and around Vancouver, whether it's through colleges, high schools, um, personal events, you know, for, for over six years. And so um, when it comes to to creating a tournament experience, uh, the formats are, are, are fairly simplistic. Like, um, there are certain different formats that you can use, again, whether it's a, a Swiss bracket, a single elimination, double elimination, round robin, playoffs. Um, there's, a, there's a static way of running um, any individual tournament. Um, same goes for production. When it comes to the basic elements of putting on an esports production, um, the core focus is always the same. Uh, the difference is, when it comes to a specific game, um, more speaking to the production side, you really need someone who knows and understands that game to be working with the production team to be able to dictate mm-hmm. what the community wants to see. So, for example, um, you know, in a game like this uh, with with observer mode, you know, we have the ability. Um, to jump from pilot to pilot, right? Um, now that's good and bad. It's good because you can then engage in uh, action that's happening, but it's also bad because if you time it wrong, you may miss an interaction. Yes. And that's a struggle that like constantly happens in esports. It's not like um, traditional sport where they typically have one camera that's overlooking the entire playground and then multiple cameras kind of spread throughout. Um, because the maps and because the interactions are so different and diverse and spread out over a large landscape, it's really hard to capture everything at once. So 
that's going to be the big difference for us with this tournament specifically is when it comes to the format and running the tournament uh like you know that's nothing that's new to us we've been doing that for years um the production side is where uh you know the first tournament coming up this month is going to be uh, a bit of a like um um a work in progress where we're going to obviously do the best and we've got uh, fantastic people in the community who are going to help us with that um but we also want to listen to people that are watching and hear their feedback about how we can potentially improve going forward mm-hmm. um the other thing to remember here is like there are going to be multiple matches happening at the same time. Uh, if we cap out and we have 64 teams, that's 32 matches happening fairly simultaneously. It's near impossible to showcase all of them. And so, um, you know, the community may want to see one team, uh, you know, one team that registered um, today, they're called the Randallorians, and it just sticks with me because I just oh think gosh. it's such a funny name. It's so good. Um, they may want to see them, but we may only be able to show one match at a time. And so... Um, uh, we're definitely going to want um, community feedback uh, on the production side. But when it comes to running the event, the core of the event, um, it's pretty transferable from game to game. And our team has run pretty much every format for years now. So um, it didn't really take a lot for us to implement You know what this would look like. like that, that's what I love about esports. And like growing up, we were always in love with smash bros like that was our main jam smash bros and rogue squadron were smash bros rogue squadron and mario kart those were our jams um so going in and we we participated in local tournaments and my brother got up to the finals of one of the best players in colorado and he got super close to winning and I love the camaraderie, and I love how once you plug in, once you start getting into the world of esports, you start noticing how it all works and how it all meshes together. And like you're saying with the the limitations with having so many things going on, having so many teams together, and how the how the the spectator mode works, it's going to take some learning because this is such a new esport. We have to start getting into the swing of things. We have to start getting what what do real people really want to see? What do what teams are really active? Also, that name, the Randalorians, is amazing. <laughs> Isn't it so good? I um, love that. It's yeah, it's awesome. And to echo your point, I mean, we were very strategic in how we laid out this series. So if you look at it, um, our first major is in February, right? And that major in February has a $2,000 prize pool with the winner automatically qualifying for the 5K championship in October. The January event is a $200 prize pool with series points up for grabs. And we were very deliberate because we knew the first one, there were going to be some kinks that we had to work out and there was going to be feedback from the community. So we didn't want to jump right in with a 2K that has an auto qualifier to the final without us really having our feet underneath us and without being able to work with the community on how to improve. So um, we were deliberate in our scheduling um, and the way that we spaced them out, it's basically going to allow us to constantly improve and reach that like crescendo in September, October when it comes to like the championship. The, the beauty of this community is it's so positive. And mm-hmm. so um, as we go through this process, um, you know, we know that the, 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 the feedback and the critical feedback that we're going to get 
is going to come from a place of passion and a place of improvement, not a place of negativity. And that is like vastly important to us because we do need people to understand that like it's not going to be perfect the first time. It's going to take time for this to actually specifically get on a production side. It's going to take time. This is also the first time someone's done something like this. So, um, you know, we're really going to rely on the community to give us that feedback, that critical feedback that's important in us, you know, evolving the Carisian Cup and taking it to the next level. Um, so, yeah, we were deliberate in the scheduling because we, 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 we echo what you said in that, like, we know this is new and it's going to take a bit of time. Um, so we just, you know, we want to make sure everybody is, is aware that uh, we're going to do our best and give it 100%. Um, but we're also like, we want to work with people to make it better. Mm-hmm. Do the the cliche, we're all in this together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I, you know, Spiro, I think that's what's most important about this and why it's, it's such an incredible event is because we are going to have those people come through the woodwork. They are going to come out because seeing the passion that's gone into the last few events building up to this has just been incredible. And yeah, it's it's such a community hands-on event right now too. Like I'm actually just looking at the player list now and I'm already seeing some some rivalries from last events like the 181st is in there. So I know oh, those no. guys are going to put Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so like uh having a chance to play against some of these players myself is like I'm excited for the storytelling that's going to come out of this alongside the community engagement. Like there's so much like mm-hmm. there's just so much there. Like it's just so I'm already excited just looking at the player list. Oh, definitely. I love the the boys over at Rogue 181st, but my gosh. Yeah, I'm already uh, like, oh, oh, I'm no, getting PTSD no, no. right now. <laughs> Did we have our warm up match against them and they just creamed us? We had so. they were doing their practice match while we were taking our match. So they destroyed <laughs> they knocked us out of that match. Yeah, that was that was fun. So Tears. And that, that, like right there, that's what I love. As we develop this scene, we're going to get those rivalries. We're going to be like, oh my gosh, did you see that these people are up against these people? Oh my gosh, those are two of the best people in squadrons. And as we continue and as the scene grows, we're definitely going to get more of that. And I've loved uh, participating and helping out anywhere I can with these events because I love this. Like, this is such an awesome opportunity that we're all making happen and like you're saying ea has historically been averse mostly to esports they haven't really supported it fully um but as we go forward hopefully we can set that precedence and be like hey look at this this can be a viable experience as we go forward i mean especially when you look at the roadmap here for squadrons uh coming up like the the actual uh grand finale for the Calrissian Cup happens on the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of Squadrons. Mm. So we are going to have like the best of the best in this grand finale that's going to be like top-tier content that's really going to show EA like, hey, this is an eSport. This is like, that's where the, all the rivalry is going to come out. We're going to see like for lack of, I'm just going to say the Poe Dameron's of the space come out and dance <laughs> because some of the pilots out there you wonder if they're even human. Because the movements uh-huh. they can do is just insane. And this game's only been out, what, <laughs> four three, months? Four, three, four months, yeah. yeah. A yeah. few months, yeah. I think, I think for us, like, we're really excited because um, when, when developers allow the community to do stuff like this, um, 
it, it kind of works for everybody. Number mm-hmm. one, it allows EA to get a look at what the esports landscape for squadrons looks like without any risk on their end, because you know they they get to watch kind of from a an observer perspective. Um, but even and but. And then for the community, it's a win because they get something to participate in that has a pretty healthy cash proponent to it from a prizing perspective. And then number three for us, we get to kind of set the standard and we get to set kind of the foundation of what a squadron series could look like. And so the the hope long term is that the developer sees this and sees the community and decides that this is something that they want to continuously support. And so, you know, hopefully as we grow this and go into year two, year three, year four, um, you know, this uh, continues to grow, the player base continues to grow, the community continues to grow, and this becomes something that everyone puts on their calendar on an annual basis. Um, and, and who knows, one day it might be something where EA looks at it and says, um, we need to get involved with this or we need to maybe do our own or we need to do something bigger um, just because the community is saying, hey, um, you know, this is something we want, this is something we need, and this is something that we're going to support. Um, so that's that's kind of the hope. Um, but for now, it allows us to kind of show, um, you know, the, the world um, that this community um, is passionate and uh, definitely will support um, an event like this. And again, like, social media activity there's already a couple youtube videos from community members that have been put up talking about this event um adventure one is currently streaming (laughs) yeah exactly right talking about it i think he uh mentioned it at some point um during the stream if not right now so it's 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 huge um and it's already permeating in the community and it's only going to get bigger definitely and that was our whole thing with the want of private matches from the beginning is like ea Uh, motive if you guys put private matches the community can support the community like that that was the pulling pulling on the kickstarter of the lawnmower to get get the ball rolling um it was it was the foundation that we needed to continue building the house like that was what we needed and hopefully in the future they start to help out and build out some of the infrastructure and maybe host their own events. Like we've seen the rise of esports, uh, even like the past five years, go from something that was definitely a legitimate uh, section to so much exponential growth that it is being considered to go into the Olympics. It's going like it's being considered for all of these things. It's covered on ESPN. Like these are legitimate things that we all as gamers really enjoy and has a broader viewpoint to the rest of the world. Could you imagine one day the world where we actually have squadrons in the Olympics? Like, that's <laughs> so, like, like, cause I know like they were looking at like Street Fighter, for example, cause that's a skill-based game. Squadrons mm-hmm. is a very much a skill-based game. So like, 100%. like, I mean, we all know the top player in the world already and that is a uh, pilot error. So, <laughs> so we don't stand a chance. Yeah, it's um, it's so cool to see, and I'm super pumped for the future of it. Um, I was looking through your Newswire post here. What? So it says community tournament and then open tournament. What are the differences between those two things? So the community tournament, um, are there are series points up for grabs. But um, as you can see, the prize pool is, is is significantly lower. Those are events more meant to allow the community to partake in something on an ongoing monthly basis. Um, the other ones are the um, the four you know pillar events mm-hmm. um, with the much larger prize pool. The winners of those four 
automatically qualify for the championship in October. So those four pillar events are definitely the ones that you want to, you know, as a player gear up for. Those are the ones that you want to, you know, be on your A game for. Because if you win, not only are you getting a, a significant chunk of a $2,000 prize pool, but you punch your ticket to the October championship. Mm -hmm. The other events all have series points up for grabs. And so you obviously over the seven months leading up to October, you want to accumulate as many series points as possible. So the goal here is to have an event every single month that people can play in. If you win one of the four bigger events, um, you automatically move on. But if you don't, there are still seven events that you can earn points to to get into the top 12 to punch your ticket to the championship. Beautiful. Dude, I am so freaking pumped for this. Like, this is going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, it sounds like you'll have to replace uh, me on Uplink Squadron with someone else. So, <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my seat is open. There is a need for a bomber. I may just, like have like sponsor a, a squadron or something like that you have to do um, official tryouts now there we go like exactly <laughs> yeah. but yeah i'm super pumped for the future and thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast so we can promote it yeah i'll, I'll go first i'm sure steve will close up but like awesome thank you so much for for having us and again like we're super stoked we're super excited um it's it's a tremendous opportunity and we definitely take it um you know we 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 definitely take this um seriously like you know we we're laying the foundation for a community here and so um you know the discord server is open it's already super active uh, we we eclipsed 100 members in a matter of out like an hour or two um and so for us you know we want to make sure we're working with and for the community to put this event on um so we we take it seriously um but we also know it's just going to be a hell of a lot of fun and i think that's what we're most excited about is um we just want to see all the pilots uh coming to these tournaments getting a place to show their skills and having a chance to win some money um you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride and and it kicks off in a couple of weeks here so we're we're really amped for it as well yeah and it's it's so cool to see the how this has all come together with the original team like green fox leader bricky and javen here and working with them and hearing them out and just growing this with them but even more so just the community involvement in the end here because it's not only about like making sure the Star Wars fans have a good time, it's about giving back. So that's why we're also partnering up with Six Sick Kid Foundation where we're, our goal is to raise money throughout the year through these tournaments. So each Squadrons tournament will be having donation link up to help support the Sick Kids Foundation as well, which really hits close to home for a lot of uh, people, especially if you work in healthcare or if you've been in a hospital yourself. Um, it, it, for myself, uh, my brother was in the hospital a lot uh, growing up, so this is very important to me myself. So I'm, I'm really glad we have a strong partner with them to ensure that we can help kids out and, and those families in need during this. So it's just another great part of the Star Wars community of not only we all come together for a great esport, we're coming together for a great cause. So it's just like a really, really, really cool thing to, to see everyone come together like this. So definitely, you get a win, and you get a win, and you get a win. <laughs> everyone, everyone's winning. So <laughs> exactly. But we all know pilot air is winning the most. So. Uh, <laughs> been there. <laughs> well, excellent, guys. Once again, I'll put links to um, the page, your website, where you guys can find the show as well as uh, participate in this awesome esports event. It's going to be good. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate uh, you having us and look forward to kicking it off in a couple weeks. 
Yeah, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a blast. That's all for this episode of Uplink Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash uplinkpodcast to get exclusive content as well as access to Uplink Plus, a monthly exclusive podcast talking all things wider world of gaming, Star Wars, and more. Definitely come check this out and help us support the show. A great free way to support the show is by leaving us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you can leave a review of the podcast, it helps us out a ton and helps new listeners find the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Uplink Podcast as well as on Instagram, Uplink Podcast as well. Twitter is a great way to keep up to date on all things Star Wars gaming as well as all things on the show. Also, definitely check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. We stream every Saturday at usually it's around 12 p.m. MST. We play Star Wars games, we play Among Us, we play all kinds of fun stuff, and it is a great time. Also, stay tuned for some more content coming to our YouTube channel as we are ramping things up for 2021. Also, if you love video games, Star Wars, plants, and pizza, definitely check us out on Discord. Link will be in the description. Come join our awesome community. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find this show. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.